If you realise that time's on your side regarding that it's going to take a long time so you've got time, you're young, do something every day. Do one thing and they will add up. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about Western Australian startup founders who have been there and done it or are right here doing it. My name is Steve Elias. And I'm Danelle Cross. And before we start, we'd like to acknowledge that we record this podcast on the land of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation. And we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. The Startup West podcast is brought to you by Startup News, thanks to the support from the sponsors Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth and TechOn. In this episode, we speak to Simon Anderson, founder and CEO of Notus and Sways. Simon, welcome. Please tell us about your startup business, Notus, and how it's all going at the moment. Thanks for having me here. I uh, super appreciate the opportunity. I'm excited. I... To start off with notice, um, I think the easiest way is to explain the purpose of it. And that's something that as a founder, I find it really easy to tell what it does, but to really tell what we're actually doing and, and the real value of it is something that I found hard because I know it so well. So the purpose of notice is to allow students to have a success outside the classroom. Students at school, we know there's problems and issues going on. And those problems and issues are not usually academic their social, their mental health, their, the things that go on outside of the classroom. So at Notice, we've um, endeavoured to create students that are able to succeed outside of the classroom through natural connection. So using a platform that they can naturally use and also a platform that's safe, moderated and allows the school to be part of that process. So Notice was born in which year? I think it was 2013. 2013. Was, yeah, so probably the initial idea, so a long 10 time. 10 years ago. Yeah. And you are you were pretty young back then, weren't you, Simon? I, I would like to say that. You are. You. You're a young <laughs> – You're. A, I'm going to say that. You're a young founder. So 25, I guess, if you did maths. <laughs> so 10 years of notice yeah. so far, right? And there's been some amazing highs and still lots more to come yeah. and some lows, right? Can you oh, talk yeah. to us a bit about some of the challenges and successes over your last 10-year journey? Yeah. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that it has pivoted a lot in that time um, and we've had to pivot uh, not just because of market but really because we've listened to our customers the whole time and then made a business decision about what they said. And I would say the biggest or the largest low, the largest struggle um, was when we got a phone call that uh, one of our investors, one of the partners yeah. of the firm, uh, was going to prison for $720 million in crypto fraud. So, yeah, that was a uh, 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 what do we do now moment. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it, was, it wasn't about running out of runway. There was nothing there. It was, it was a big freeze. So that was a time that I would never have been able to, to see coming. So that was probably the hardest part. And then, uh, you know, going through that process of getting them out and next steps. And what about some of the successes? Yeah, uh, for me, the biggest success is um, the customer's response. Um, For me, when I see the students and the schools engage with the platform, um, get really excited about it, that is the biggest success for me. And the reason I would say it's the biggest success um, is it's the one that motivates you the most. Um, We are... Technically, post-revenue, we've got our first uh, paid customers on board. 
but that doesn't hit my bank account for many, many years. So the biggest uh, success is when those students just go, this is something that we love using. We really want to keep using it. So um, that is a great success. And, and second to that, what I guess would be raising funding and moving to the US. Yeah. So on that note then, Simon, I guess, how have you funded the business uh, through its journey? You know, family, fools, friends, um, have you relied on some advisory boards and do you have a board for the business as well? Yeah. Great question. So we've raised uh, a million uh, US over that 10 years. Um, the first uh, $5,000 was dollars, we'll say $5,000, from, definitely from uh, Curtin programs and partnerships with Curtin University. So that dollar counted, that got us somewhere. So that okay. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, the, we did an angel round with that firm that unfortunately went under. Um, that was 350000 US. And that was an interesting call. So it was, it was a pretty wild story. Um, sold up everything in the house, moved to Canada, um, and basically was drive in, drive out of the US and meeting with different investors and schools, trying to, trying to start it. We, we thought, hey, you know what, let's do it now while we've only got two kids. So I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, it didn't work out. So sold everything in the house, moved back to Australia, um, and then we got a call from one of the investors that we met and they said, oh, are you still looking for money? oh, you know, kind of, yeah, you know, of course we were. So, you know, just tried to play it cool. But they were like, all right, great, we're going to send you 70000 tomorrow, we'll, get, we'll do three fifty. So there was like nothing signed even before they sent the money. So it was very wild, very crazy. Should have been the red flags, but we've learned those red flags now. So, yeah, three fifty, and then we raised another three hundred from other people and another few hundred thousand. Now, um, we've got a, a small taste of the notice journey. Yeah. Um, I happen to know that you're a serial entrepreneur. Can you talk to us? You had a little bit of a tiny bit of spare time recently <laughs> amongst, you know, a beautiful growing family and a, and a beautiful growing business. Um, you've also recently launched another business. Can you talk to us a bit about Sways? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. So Sways, uh, essentially during COVID, so a time of, of downtime, um, moved back from the US trying to deal with those things and uh, my wife would send me um, pictures with fun face filters on and I was like, man, that, that's, you know, this is fun, I really like this, it would be great if I could pick them for her and uh, so we built it. So over time we um, bootstrapped that, um, probably spent about uh, 80,000 US, I guess you could say, over the couple of years building it out, testing it. And what Swayze does is it allows you to prompt um, your friends and family to create content for you. Um, so you will send them a request for a short video and on that video it has a filter, but they don't know what that face filter is. So it's a surprise for them and it's a surprise for you when it comes back because you don't know obviously what they did in the video. So it's super fun. Um, yeah, we launched it about uh, six weeks ago and it just, you will smile when you use it. It's really enjoyable. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm going to have to uh, muck around with that this weekend, I think. So <laughs> I'll definitely go into that. Um, Simon, how would you describe the next three to five years in terms of the journey for the businesses? Well, I love that. So with Notice, we are in a, a stage where it is ready for any school to use. So, which is a very exciting uh, phase because of obviously the time of the journey, but we've taken our time on purpose. In education, there's, there's people, the schools don't compete. So if one school loves it, they're going to tell the other school because they're not there to compete against, you know, products that they use. Um, so we have our first uh, paid school on board. Our goal is to, in the next couple of months, close another 10, 20 schools. Um, in the next year, it'll be 1,000. So in the next um, uh, one to three years, we'll probably be aiming for around that, 
you know, three to 5,000 schools on board uh, in the U.S. for notice. And U.S.-based predominantly or? Yeah, 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 it is based in the U.S. Um, there's two main reasons for it. The number one reason is the cultural differences. Um, in Australia, you go to school, you do your academics, and then you leave, and that's it. All sporting is done outside of school. Uh, in the U.S., the school is the hub. That's where sports done. That's where music and programs are done. So that's the number one reason is it, it, it functions better for those communities. The second reason is it's about 34 times bigger than the Australian market for us. Two pretty good reasons. Yeah. Um, can you? So you've had a bit of experience across two startup ecosystems, yeah. both here and in, in the US. Can you talk to us a bit about the WA scene, but also your um, sort of perceptions upon moving back from the US to WA? Yeah. The I feel that the WA scene has a huge... Um, a desire for a startup environment. Um, I feel that there's a lot of programs that I've seen develop over that 10 years, um, especially in the university space. I think I think the university space is pushing it the most, which is great. Um, moving back from the US, there is a huge, huge difference. And I, I don't know how to say, but that is, is ginormous. Um, if I wanted to look for investment, for example, I literally Googled investment, angel investors, VC firms around me on Google Maps. And then I just went to their offices and started speaking to them and trying to set up meetings. Like it was that easy to meet with investors all over the place. Uh, Minus that probably at least every second weekend there was a pitch event with money. So it wasn't just a practice. It was you're here to pitch. Let's take it to the next level. So, um, But there's no no issues with – that is just they're they're more they're 10, 20 years in front of it. So we will get there. I feel it's just um, it takes time. Very good. So, what companies or people have impressed you the most that you've seen here in WA? Yeah, uh, great question. I really do like um, the Pentanet story. I, uh-huh. I listened to that podcast and I just loved it I, because he got out and door to door, and and that's literally what you had to do, and that's what we did with with notice. I would just drive up and down the freeways and meet with schools and talk with them and get feedback. And so I just love that approach. So that's probably an exciting story. They're at a great stage for their company. Um, people, I would say um, Danelle, uh, she's actually been, uh, you know, known her f- from nearly day one of notice, so 10 years, and has always been a support, somebody um, that we've been able to, yeah, I would say probably the biggest mentor in the space and, and moral support, and that's what you need. So I appreciate that. Oh, that's very kind of you, Simon. The $50 can uh, slip across the table now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from your experience across these two ecosystems, what what can we do better at? I mean, we're always trying to improve here and agree with you. We've, we've got some work to do, but with some great improvement, particularly over the last sort of three to four years. But what can we do better at? Where, where are there gaps that you can see? I can only go off my characteristics in my personality. And um, I think a really simple example is a startup event I went to recently. I was probably the only one wearing a T-shirt. And and they might sound simple, but culturally I, I believe that um, startup founders are not sure how to act because they, they're new to the environment. So they And, and so we're, we are acting as if we need to dress up and, and we need to be something else. Um, and I'm not trying to say that we need to be surfers from Silicon Valley, but we need to accept that this is a learning process and culture. And if we keep coming in shirts and ties and suits, I feel that we're coming for the wrong reason, but we should be coming to chat. We should be coming to make huge mistakes and banter with each other about our terrible pitches. And I, I feel like that is the type of environment that over there, 
I don't, you don't see people in suits and it's not because they're trying to be cool. It's because it doesn't matter. Like, what are you building? What are you doing? What's the vision? That's amazing. Thanks so much. And a shout out to the Startup West podcast sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth and Techon. Simon, if we may, we're going to get a little bit personal and duck dive into the bowels of your personality. Um, can we take you back through your career from your school days? Were you born in Perth, WA, raised here? Yeah, uh, yeah born in uh, Les Murdy, so up in the hills of Perth. Um, terrible at school. I am uh, actually, yeah, dyslexic, so super hated reading. It's terrible books. Um, but, uh, you know, very, you know, love the outdoors, love uh, sports, being competitive, things like that. Um, after school, I joined the military at 17, so that was uh, definitely interesting. I remember getting off the bus and it was literally like the movies and they just started swearing at you and telling you to line up and you're like, what's a line? You know, so it was it was a really funny experience but uh, taught me well. Um, yeah, then I, I went on a mission for my church uh, for two years in Brisbane um, and then, yeah, came back, married, started the startup life and trying to do that and, yeah, I've got three kids now so that's it, a bit of me. Um, so at school, Les Murdy High, yep. did you go to? Yeah. Um, what what were your favourite subjects? Did you have any kind of entrepreneurial spirit when you were at school? Uh, I would say no. I didn't have any entrepreneurial spirit. Um, didn't even know what the word was. Um, it was probably just sports, so outdoor ed, um, metal works, those types of things, academics, yeah, absolutely terrible. <laughs> at that time, did you have any ideas what you wanted to do post-school, um, university, TAFE, trades, anything like that? Yeah, uh, I wanted to join the military, so I wanted to be a pilot. Yeah. Um, my, I wanted to fly helicopters and my dad said to me, you can either pay a lot or join the military and they'll pay you to do it. I was like, oh, okay, well, let's join the military, right. see how that goes. Um, and then when I was in the military, I realised how much it's not a family life. There is so much travel. Um, there is so much time away from family. And so it was at that time I sat down with my dad and I said, oh, I, you know, maybe I should go to uni. You know, and um, we were looking at courses at, at Curtin and came across entrepreneurship and he's like, oh, do you want to do this? And I'm like, what's that? And I had no idea. And he's like, well, you start businesses essentially and you try build businesses. I'm like, awesome, let's try that. So that's literally how my first sight into business. <laughs> and so just just on that kind of decision, right, which has mm. probably defined lots of moments <laughs> yeah, of your life, right? It has, yeah. Um, you know, why do you think you said yes to that? Um, oh, that is a great question. I would say I think I said yes to it because of at that time I would say the potential of financial potential. I think because I didn't have a business idea. So I think it was, oh, well, that's where the freedom comes down to what I'm doing. And so um, not really a time freedom but more of a freedom of opportunity. So I think that would be the, the number one thing. And I, and I really liked advertising and that's key part of business. And I can probably have a make a comment here sure. because I, I knew Simon while he was while he was studying and one of the traits um, that I admired and still admire about about you um, was your kind of thirst and curio- curiosity for learning and saying yes to things and probably not quite knowing what you were saying yeah. yes to that persistence <laughs> that curiosity and I think 
yeah, that was something that you probably had within you yeah. um, that really came to the fore while you were while you were studying entrepreneurship at Curtin. Yeah, thank, yeah, I, I, thanks and I appreciate that. And uh, one of the key things with um, Curtin, my professors and, and yourself is um, I actually didn't know a lot about the startup programs until I got a personal email about the startup program, so Curtin Ignition it was. And that was a key part because that that's one of the reasons we built Notice is that there's a lot of things going around at school, high school, K through 12, um, or universities, but we might not know about them and that's our goal is to help people connect. Um, and then with Curtin Ignition, as you said, I, I wanted to be involved. I didn't get accepted, so I lost the scholarship. Or, um, you know, I didn't meet the standards. Um, but I volunteered and then someone who was sick, so then I got the scholarship because I was there and I was keen. And then that's really what continued to obviously go down. So um, you've got to be in it to win it. And I appreciate you seeing that. Thanks. No, absolutely. So, Simon, you've been in the journey for about 10 years from 2013. What do you know now that you wish you had known at the start? Yeah, uh, that it takes 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, it takes a, a really long time. I um, uh, heard a few quotes about other people that have been, you know, really successful. They're like, yeah, I built my um, business overnight. It's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. It was just a really long 10-year night. You know, and, you know, and we, we think companies pop out of nowhere. And I remember my dad saying that, like, you think these companies were built yesterday, but they weren't. They've been going for a long time behind the scenes and then we see them. So it takes time. And the second thing that I really want to do, which I've learned recently, is I, I thought it would be shorter, so I didn't apply for a lot of grants. So I feel like there's a lot of support from local business, universities, other programs that I said to myself, oh, no, we'll be beyond that point by that time. Um, but we weren't. So applying for the programs, getting that financial support because it's going to take longer. So apply, get involved in, in that would be what I've missed out on. Great advice. What what advice would you give to other founders, particularly young founders? So you were 25 when you, yeah. you know, started Notice. So particularly young founders who, you know, might struggle a bit to access some of these services and support mechanisms. What What, what advice would you give to them? Uh, if you realize that time's on your side regarding that it's going to take a long time so you've got time and that you're, you are young, uh, do something every day. That, that's my one thing. Send, you know, send that extra email if that's what you need to do, sales. Talk to that um, extra person if you're trying to get some feedback. Um, do one thing and they will add up. Um, that would be my number one tip is just do it. Um, and you're going to do it and it's going to be the terrible thing and a terrible idea and then you stop and then you do something else. So that's part of the process. And just back on your Sways journey, right? Yeah. So, so you know, if you're talking about doing one thing and you yeah. probably that little bit of boredom, boredom <laughs> in inverted commas kicked in during COVID and you've, you've created this social media app, which I've downloaded by the way, and it's pretty cool. But, um, thanks. <laughs> so like, wh- where do you see, you know, where do you see Sways going? What's your, what's your kind of vision for Sways too? Yeah. Um, I love that. I, yeah. So w- with Sways, it's, um, what I saw with the gap, um, I wanted a function. So that's one thing I guess for me is I wanted to use the product and I looked at other platforms. So in, we probably, a lot of us probably remember the face age app, the face app, change your age, 2017, 2019, it went viral, it went crazy. They had like 12 million downloads every week for like six weeks. It was just huge. And that was based off one filter and you had to download the app put the filter on your face, you uninstall the app and then you shared it in a social platform. Um, we've done those functions of engaging with uh, augmented reality um, experiences, but it's all done in a message thread. So you can stay there with your friend backwards and forwards, 
But not only the very first time you experience that face age app in this example, it would be a surprise. So your friend's saying it to you and you just have a much greater experience. Um, so if, if we're basing it off those other platforms in that similar space, um, when it's ready to do that and we're you know, building it in a robust way to be able to do that, um, I do believe that we can get into those 50, 100 million download users because of the type of platform that it is. So we're really excited for the next 12 months. Simon, we're going to smash you now with a bit of a rapid quick fire round. All right. What's the first thing that comes to mind when we ask these questions? What's the single most important factor that makes a successful startup? Uh, Determination. Keep going. It's got to keep going. If you were to wave your magic wand over the local startup scene, what would you wish into being? Um, More opportunities uh, to talk to a range of advisors and investors. Who do you most admire in the local tech scene, whether it's a company or a person? Uh, luckily, we touched on this, so Danelle. I uh, absolutely love her and all the support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How can anyone listening help you? Yeah, um, feel free to download Sways and add a couple of your friends and family and, and yeah, enjoy the experience. You'll definitely have some fun. Simon, you've obviously got a lovely family behind you, but what do you and the family do to get away from it all, to relax and refresh? Yeah, uh, got to be the beach. Uh, you can't really beat Perth beaches very often or anywhere. Very good. Thanks so much, Simon, for being with us today. And we really value your time and uh, your authenticity. And with everything you've spoken to us about your businesses, it's been a great journey and um, very, very valuable for the startup community to, to hear what you've had to say to t- today. Um, best wishes with business and uh, thanks for being here. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Also, thanks to our sponsors. Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth and TechOn. And we recorded this podcast at Riff Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, Western Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your fave pod platform so our latest episodes appear in your feed. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. you.